Hello, and welcome to the Vitality Women Leading Audaciously podcast. I am Jennifer Helene, CEO of Purposeful Ventures, devoted to naturally innovative solutions for the realignment of humanity. We believe that stories connect us, dismantling the illusion of separation, causing healing. This interview will be 20 to 30 minutes long, and I look forward to sharing on Common Ground. Belinda, welcome to Vitality, Women Leading Audaciously. I'm so humbled and honored that you've um, decided to be a guest on my show, um, as you have your own podcast, and um, I'd love to learn more about you. So tell us a little bit more about yourself. Sure. Well, I've been um, self-employed or an entrepreneur for, gosh, 40 years, and um, I've done a variety of different things, predominantly um, a lot of things focused in sales. Um, 26 years ago, I started my company as a, a trainer, motivational speaker, and, uh, and I have uh, worked with that brand and a number of people that are involved in sales. And then um, five years ago, I started the podcast, Work From Your Happy Place, which is really more focused on entrepreneurs and artists and their story. Like, what does it mean to work from your happy place? What brings you joy? You know, and, and the whole idea of you love what you do. It never feels like work. So uh, we've been building that brand now for several years. And so, yeah, in 40 years, I have worked for myself, but in a lot of different capacities and a lot of things that we have on our plate. And but it's been an exciting journey. And it's definitely obviously evolved through that time. Uh, with the different things that go on in a in a normal person's life, so <laughs> it certainly has. Well, I think today uh, working from a happy place, sometimes, especially women, we feel a little bit guilty uh, because you know it should be a grind, or um, if it's easy, I'm not really achieving something. And you know, when you're coming from that place, I would say that's disempowering. Um, but if you come across that as well in the women and and people that you've helped over the years, that that coming from a happy place. Because you evolved to that for some reason, that they've also been confronted with that ideology or that limiting belief. There is a limiting belief. So there's two things that happen, I find, in that is one, yes, there's a limiting belief that I, you know, if I'm this happy, like something, the shoe's going to fall somewhere or, you know, it can't stay like this forever. And and I do think it is important to understand. I had somebody realize, when is this ever going to get easy? And, and, And it really doesn't. It's all, and so the, what is difficult is that you have an expectation that it's somehow going to get easier. And so as long as you have the expectation is that I'm going to continue to evolve. I'm going to continue to have twists and turns and bumps in my road, but I'd rather be traveling this road than another road. Right. And so that's really how I try to help, especially young artists. They're like, when is this going to get easy? Like, when's the end game? And it's like, there isn't one. And your biggest struggle is going, gosh, I had such a hard day today. It's like, still looking at it as a hard day. It's like, what did I take on in the day to day or what transpired in my day? Knowing that no day is going to be perfect. And once you embrace that and embrace challenge and embrace change and embrace all the things that happen with running a business, then suddenly you're like, okay, it's, it's our expectations is what gets us hung up. So one I do think women have a, they do feel guilty of really loving what they do. But the biggest thing that I see for women, and this is where I'm, I'm really big at time blocking, 
compartmentalizing scheduling. I'm a big scheduler and I have been going back to even it, the whole time I've had my own business. It's like schedule things that are important for you. And people think they need to schedule work, but no schedule. If you want to work out, then schedule it. If you want to have a, a play date with your kids, then schedule it. I always scheduled when my kids were really little. Um, I had Wednesday afternoons with them and I had all day Friday and I, I let them alternate. So I have two older children. And so I always said to them, they got to alternate Fridays. Like, this is your Friday. What do you want to do? And they got to pick. And then Wednesday afternoon, we would have a break and just do something fun in the house. But I then was very present with them when I was present. And I was very present with my work when I was with my work. And what women struggle with the most is when they're working, they feel guilty they're not being a mom. And when they're being a mom, they feel guilty they're not working on their business. Mm -hmm. And so if you learn to compartmentalize those and schedule it, it's like, this is my work time. My, my, my fun time with my kids is tomorrow. And you can even get your kids like programmed with that. Like tomorrow's our fun day. What are we going to do? Yeah. But today I I need you to be like really good because, because mommy's going to work on our business and then even try to involve them in fun ways that might be helpful, you know? Um, Yeah, absolutely. And I think that what you're describing is also, you know, giving ourselves permission you know, and then allowing us to be fully present. That's been a big practice for me this year is presence. And I know it sounds kind of fundamental. Of course you want to be present, but what you're describing is a kind of totality. I would, I would call it, you know, so you can be fully in the moment uh, and not be pulled into the present or the past, sorry, pulled into the future or the past, because when you're a fully present in the moment, you can do your work more fully, but you're right. Most women don't give themselves full permission um, and that guilt is like this little tether that is con- constantly draining your energy. And we talk a lot about vitality on this podcast and what causes vitality, right? So yes, it's the foods you eat and maybe the exercise you do, or the, you know, uh, maybe some of the lifestyle practices like skin brushing, but this, what we're talking about today is really at the heart of it. It's really at the yes. core because it's a mindset at the end of the day. And- 100%. Yeah. And you're a mom, you're a wife, you've been a, you know, an entrepreneur for 40 years, <laughs> you know better than anyone, um, the art and science of it. And so the scheduling thing works for a lot of people. It works for me. I use it. I have uh, exercise on my calendar. I have, um, you know, even family time on my calendar like you. Um, but a lot of people feel really confined by the calendar. And sometimes, you know, we're always, we all have like a little bit of a sabotage pattern. It's kind of a strong word but something that takes vitality away from us. And mm-hmm. I know that a very close friend of mine is really hardcore about her calendar. I mean, like everything is scheduled to the minute. And she has a lot of anxiety around sticking to her schedule. And so on the one side, it's working for her. And on the other side, it's really draining her energy. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas what, what I'm hearing you say is like, there's actually also, there could also be a flow. You use the word compartmentalize. Um, but there's also like this integration and totality inside of that. It sounds like when you're really striking that flow and then you can find that joy and happiness. Absolutely. And I, I'm a real big, I teach these four pillars of success, which is focus, commitment, consistency, and organization. So, and I, and I really go into a lot in teaching those things, but consistency is the other key to this. So when you're scheduling, Like for one thing, like with your friend, probably 
I never scheduled my, and I've got a lot in a day, but I allow myself those 15 or 30 minutes. I allow myself, my Monday mornings are usually jam packed and I allow myself a free Monday afternoon so that I might be able to do something like this, or I may have something that comes up and I've got the room to do it. So I'm not completely stressed. I allow myself room on Wednesday afternoons. Um, And that allows me to know that I can play catch up with what I need, or I, if an, an impromptu opportunity comes up to schedule something or an appointment that I need to meet with somebody, I've got room to do it. Um, I find that if you schedule yourself, I'm, a, I schedule myself hundred percent, but I don't schedule hundred percent of my time. If that I love that. Yes. Sense. You're scheduling in the buffer. I mean, on days where I don't like schedule in lunch, sometimes, I mean, it just falls through the cracks, but the word that I hear so much, Belinda is I'm overwhelmed. You know, the women in, in this community who are listening, they are struggling with their, you know, entrepreneurship or work, um, as well as balancing their role as a wife and a mom. And is and then of course their self-care, which we talk about a lot. And it's it's overwhelmed. I mean, it took you, I mean, what was the breaking point for you where you were like, I got to figure this out? I mean, like what, what were some kind of like the steps that that you took in order to find this? You know, it goes all the way back to kind of in my in my twenties when my kids were really little and I, everybody thinks, okay, like if I want to be an entrepreneur and I don't want to have to go to work and I can still be home, how do I want to work this? And the problem was, is I was always struggling every day and feeling overwhelmed. And so I started taking them to somebody to watch them on Tuesdays and Thursdays. And here was the amazing thing. So this lady had them for four hours on each of those days. And I could get a whole week's worth of done work done in those eight hours, because I made myself do it. Like I've got four hours. We waste so much time. That's my biggest thing is you waste so much time. Like if Mm -hmm. people really sat down, like I'm one of those people that even says like, take seven days and write and everything you do. And people say, I have no time. How much time 15 minutes, I'm a big 15 minute blocker of time. How many of those did you waste in a day? Yep. Not what ones did you use, but how many did you waste? And if you would force yourself, so people like, well, now you're defeating the whole purpose of being at home. No, no, I'm not. My kids are having fun with this lady and these other kids. I am massively getting work done. Um, now, as they've gotten older, I don't need, need to do that, right? But now what I've learned is I also have an expectation. Expectations are huge. Like that's where we get ourselves hung up. And so like, I know what to expect on Mondays. I know what to expect on Tuesdays. Like I leave free time for the odd thing that happens. But when my feet hit the ground on Monday, I already know what to expect. I know what I don't like when I first started my podcast, for example. So, and, and I've done this for so many years. Why didn't I do it with my podcast? Because it was new. So I was like, I put a Calendly out there for people to schedule And I knew I wanted to do them at like one and two o'clock. So I let people pick between Monday, Tuesday and Wednesday. And what I found is I might have sometimes one on a Monday and sometimes two on a Wednesday. And then I might have, and it was all over the place. And I found myself getting very overwhelmed and frustrated because then I never knew what to expect. Mm -hmm. So then I just said, forget it, send it out to people and they can book on Tuesday and they can pick one o'clock, two o'clock or three o'clock. So now my Mondays are free. My Wednesdays are free and two o'clock and Tuesdays are booked like crazy. But when I wake up, I go, get your armor on girl. It's going to be, it's going to 
be a tough day. Um, and I, I allow myself to sleep in on Wednesdays because yeah. sometimes I train on Tuesday nights too. So sometimes I have a 14 hour day on Tuesdays. It's crazy, mm. Mm. but I get myself geared up for it. I'm, I'm ready to go. And I know that I can sleep in on Wednesday. And so I'm a super happy girl. I so, love it. That's so great, Belinda. <laughs> and now I don't have to worry about keeping Mondays and Wednesday slots available for maybe, maybe somebody will book in there. So no. And no. you know what? In, in 400 episodes, I've only had five people that ever had to schedule outside of that Tuesday. Amazing. So like people don't understand you get to choose. If you're yeah. an entrepreneur, you can choose your mm-hmm. schedule mm-hmm. and then people will fall into that. And so, like I said, out of almost 400 episodes, I think we've only had to work around five people. That's incredible. And for I those can't of, do it on Tuesday. <laughs> for those of you who are listening, I really want you to take a moment and also look into how you might be spending your time more effect- effectively and efficiently. And that doesn't mean you need to, um, you know, pack every minute of every day. But what I'm also hearing Belinda say, and also something that I do is you also pack, pack in those breaks, pack in when you're responding to emails, you know, and, and really layer it, but it's requiring you to be honest with yourself about what you can do, what you need, and you're setting boundaries with yourself and your work. And so all of these are really masterful, Belinda. I mean, it takes years as it did for you to cultivate that level of discernment, clarity, focus, commitment, and follow through. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's really beautiful. And for those of you who are feeling overwhelmed, because that's really the word uh, for working moms, especially when your kids are, you know, of school age and they're they're at home. And I know you went through that phase as well. And I too, I feel like I have superpowers because when I sit down to get my work done, I mean, it is unbelievable. I can get so much done, but like you, it was because I had to. <laughs> my kids were younger. <laughs> exactly. Oh, so I get to tap into that, seal up the power leaks, absolutely. I call it, and then, you know, really find your groove. What are you going to say? It's good. <laughs> right on. Oh God, already. <laughs> so it sounds I like you, think- you do your workout on Tuesday nights, you were saying. So you have exercise built in. I do my workouts on Mondays and Wednesdays. And then if I can get it in on Friday, I do. So that's how, where my workout is. I train on, meaning I, I train live to an audience of, you know, a few thousand people every single Tuesday night. So like every single Tuesday night at nine, I know that's what I'm doing. So I'm, I'm real big on knowing what you're doing because it, then you don't feel overwhelmed, you know? And the other thing is, so during when COVID first happened, like I, I, don't even say that I do this anymore, hardly, but like I, my main, my main job was a professional motivational speaker. And I spoke all over the country, all over the world for that matter. And I usually had about six speaking engagements a month, like back in several years before it was like eight. And now it was like an average of six Mm. and literally overnight, my complete one whole year calendar went away. And so it was like, oh my gosh, what are we going to do? And so we had to change. We had to pivot what we do and how we earn income and what I'm doing with my days. And with that, um, had to change. And so the, the biggest thing for people when they're feeling overwhelmed, it is, is remember what is the one thing that is the one thing that is the one thing we, we create our, we create our own 
ability to be overwhelmed because we start thinking about we've got all these balls and we're spinning all these plates in the mm-hmm. air and then we get more balls and more spinning and so it's learning to go back to going okay what is the main thing today what do i need to accomplish today mm-hmm. if that's one thing or if it's three things um and so for me during covid especially i had a lot of people because they were in the same position want, wanting to reach out to me. We'd love to collaborate with you. We'd love to do this with you. Like more and more, I have more people than ever wanting to do stuff because they were trying to promote their own businesses too. And I understand mm-hmm. that. And uh, and normally I would say, sure, sure. And, but it was overwhelming and I was trying to do something different. And I, so then I said, I've got three buckets. And if this does not serve one of those three buckets, I need to say no. Mm-hmm. That was mm-hmm. really hard for me to do. Right. But during COVID, it was so overwhelming to completely change my business, completely change the model, completely ch- and keep my six employees, my staff um, working when we had zero, literally went from income to almost like, you know, 60, yeah. I would say 65% of our income was gone. Yeah, so we had other buckets, but yeah. we had to take those other buckets and make those the more important bucket. Yeah, such valuable insight. And I, I've been working with something like that inside of my own self and businesses for years. And it works. And it's always amazing to me at the end of the day how I accomplish those three things. I have my top six usually, but at least three. They always get accomplished. And sometimes I, I just wonder how that happened. But it's because of that clarity that you're referring yes. to. And a lot of times I think women don't want to limit themselves. They want to be open for everything. But actually, yes. that drains your vitality. And it, it dims does. your light. Um, and so I love that you speak about happy um, because if we're not coming from our happy place, we can't really be our best selves. <laughs> and it's just no fun to be around, right? We can't be great at our businesses. We can't be great in our work or as wives, partners. Um, and so you have a journal that you told me about, the love and yep. gratitude journal. Is that correct? Yes. Yes. Yeah. I mean, for me in my work around um, nutrition, we also talk about uh, vibration. Right. And, and, and not so much um, uh, in the lofty sense, but, but the vibration of food, right? Plant-based food, the vibration of thought. And then we look at um, Dr. Howell's uh, work on the map of consciousness and how he, how it, he shows the different vibrational frequencies of different emotional states and love and gratitude are absolutely at the highest level. And shame is actually the lowest, which is really interesting. So when I saw that, it really struck me as such a beautiful uh, reminder to live into that and be present with that more and more. So tell us about your journal and sure. how, yeah, and how it integrates into our lives and, and what its purpose is. Okay, for sure. Um, so I will, I'm going to be totally transparent and honest here for all of these years. I'm a very goal schedule task oriented, like I'm very, I'm a very skill set girl. Do you know what I mean? (laughs) And so, um, I believe in having a positive attitude, but I would say that I'm not like super, I I just have never fell into that 100% mindset or 100% personal development. So I kind of shied away from some of that sometimes. And I had used a gratitude journal here and there. And I just thought, Oh, that's for people who need need that. I don't need that. That's how I really felt. That's how I felt. And then I had a gentleman on my podcast that said, people that use gratitude journals have a 40% greater chance of achieving their goals. Well, I'm huge on achieving goals and helping people do that. That's one of my, like, that's my wheelhouse. 
And so I was like, wow, that's interesting. So then I did a deep dive research into all the benefits of gratitude journals. And I was actually blown away. And so I started getting different gratitude journals and prototypes and was deciding because I, I also sell a planner, like a scheduled planner. And so I thought, okay, if, if it works alongside your planner, then like we need to have one. And my first, the, so I had all these little prototypes and then COVID happened right in the middle of that. And I was devastated. Like I spent three days going, what are, what are we going to do? How am I going to keep my staff? Oh my gosh. I've lost my whole year's worth of business. And, um, I said, I need to grab that gratitude journal. And so I grabbed it out and I started using it every day and it kept me in the mindset of not what's wrong in the world or what's wrong in my life or all the fears, just stay focused every day on what are you grateful for? What is right in your business today? What is working in your business today? And by doing that every day, I allowed myself not to go down the trap of, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? Because I wasn't even thinking about any of the negativity. I just thought about what I'm grateful for today. What is working in my business today? I am grateful for this. This is really working. I have the ability to do this. I'm grateful I've got this amazing podcast that I can pour into like every day. And it literally, I, I, I know this sounds huge, but I, it, it saved my business and it saved me because I was worried. So then we, our first gratitude journal that we came out with was just a little booklet. It was like, here's the five things you're grateful for every day. But in interviewing people, so then I did a gratitude, uh, your first 100 days of gratitude of the new year. We kicked that off last year in January, where it was just a Facebook group and everybody that bought the gratitude journal, we were in it together. <laughs> and what I found was there are people that have a hard time even identifying what they're grateful for. Oh, interesting. Like when they sit down in the morning, like, I don't know what I'm grateful for because they are so low. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Like, yeah, and sure. so this year in our gratitude journal, so we really, we really built it out. So it's a really nice little uh, booklet and we added quotes in there. And what we added was prompts. So we picked a theme for every month, like happiness or growth or love. And so then we, who, who are the people you love? Who are the people like what, what's your favorite room in your house? Cause we did one of the things was home and why do you love it? And how does it make you feel when you're in it? Mm, so you and prompted so, them. Nice. Yeah. And we helped them go, Oh, I guess I am really grateful for that. Oh, I guess I have lots of, you know what I mean? It mm -hmm. just helped, especially women. And it was really awesome. And so That's this beautiful. year we're, this is our, this year, um, gratitude journal and um people are already like super excited about it and we kind of really built it out based on the research which I'm a huge advocate if mm. do research you know like when I first started my podcast after six months I went back to our listeners and said what do you love about it what don't you love about it what would you like to see more about it and then we changed based on that feedback like you should always be getting feedback from the things you're selling, the things you're doing, mm -hmm. the impact you're making, because you really, if you really want to serve your audience, you need to know and understand the impact that you truly are having on them. And how could you make a better impact? Mm, great so advice. Yeah. What we did this year with the gratitude journal. I love it. You know, um, I grew up with affirmations. I grew up in a very Christian household. And so 
affirmations were uh, over time, just part of my daily existence. And when I got into coaching and really got trained as a coach, like a real ontological, you know, ICF certified trained and, you know, coach, I realized that affirmations really are kind of superficial. And, um, and then when I started the gratitude journal with my daughter, that's when I really did it. I, I felt like, is this kind of like an affirmation? Is it superficial? And, and when we're thinking in the, the coaching world around goals, right, we're going towards something. Um, the gratitude is like, you're just open, right? It's just like this, this physiological phenomena and energetic of like, just, I feel open, right? You just, you're grateful you know, and, and, but that attracts a certain, a certain thing, right. That the law of manifestation, we know that you create things in your life that mm-hmm. you want more of. Um, and yet so many of us are existing inside of a context of it's not enough. I'm not enough. And, and that's where we get blocked around gratitude, right? Because, Oh, I really like this mug, but I wish it had a handle. <laughs> you know, it's like, we're constantly this inner critic is constantly there. And I find it really fascinating that the research indicated that you bring more of it because it's somewhat counterintuitive for us, especially as women, to move forward in our lives when we're not seeing fault in something, where there isn't something to be fixed, uh, where we can't improve upon something. And so uh, I love that the research backs it up because folks, if you're listening and I hope you do get her gratitude journal, especially with the prompts and the way it's designed because it's, it's extremely intelligent. But even if you just take a moment and with your tea or your coffee um, or before bed and take a moment to really express the gratitude uh, for, for what you have, because that space, that gap between what you have and what you want can oftentimes close you and cause resistance to the very thing you want to create. Would you agree, Belinda? Yeah, it so here's the big so here's the big buckets of what gratitude does in all my research. One, it you do people do achieve their goals more readily. And the main reason for that is they have a more positive attitude. So when you are grateful, like when you're thankful, you just have a more positive outlook and attitude. But here's the big one, and this is the one that I think people have a hard time putting their finger on, but it also produces a abundancy mindset versus a scarcity mindset. Brilliant. And so when you have an abundancy mindset, even like when I'm teaching people in sales, you are, you're just looking out for their customer and you're asking them, and can I help you with anything else? And would you like to get this to add to it? It'll increase your experience. But if you have a scarcity mindset, you're like, oh my gosh, they've already spent enough money. And I don't want to ask them if they want to spend more money. And so it affects every area that you do. I'm just giving some sales examples because I'm a sales trainer, but it affects the way what you think you deserve. It affects everything. So people that have a scarcity mindset, it, it affects, they don't even realize it. It affects every single area of their lives and your parenting, your children's inner voice, everything, uh everything. It is like mind blowing. And so I, I feel like I've always had that. And when you do have an abundancy mindset, you are open to getting more, just like you said, more will come your way because one, you're super grateful for it. And you are open to what is coming and you feel deserving of it. But if you feel like, oh gosh, you know, if you have a scarcity mindset, you're always looking at the glass half empty. 
your day is filled with challenges versus if I, so this is some silly little thing I've done for 40 years. I would say 35. I don't know that I did it the first five, but I keep a half a glass of water on the end of my desk always because I sit down here every day and I go, is that glass half full today? Is it half empty? And guess who gets to choose me? I get to choose it every day. And so if it's half full, my day is filled with possibilities of what's going to happen. Yeah. And if it's half empty, it's filled with the challenges. I'm overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. This isn't what I do. Isn't going to matter anyway. Yeah. Um, it's all these self-fulfilling, you know, like you said, almost the, the, the self-talk that we have with ourselves. you know, yeah. that, that is the one thing I've been training this year is um, the person that you will believe the most is yourself. Yeah. Like the ones, the story that you will tell, the one that you will mm-hmm. find the most truth of, the one you will believe, the one you will act on is the story you tell yourself. So what is the story you're telling yourself mm. that you have many really wonderful, grateful things that are happening to you and there's more in store? Are you telling yourself it doesn't matter what you do because it won't make a difference? I don't have good leads. My business is never going to grow. Um, so what's the story? Yeah. Because that's the story will believe what's the story i love it what's the story and sometimes it's really hard for us to see it and that's why the gratitude journal is such a great practice because it it takes practice to to shift into an abundance mindset it does because life comes at us and there are struggles and challenges that's just part of it like you said and how you how you respond to it and how you accept it and how you adjust your expectations around it and so on and so forth. I mean, so many keys and gems you've given us, Belinda. Thank you so, so, so much. Um, so Not to it- mention there's huge research, the last one. So I've talked about a couple of the third biggest bucket is there is huge research coming out now about doctors are even using gratitude journals as part of treatment protocols. Even in my gratitude group that I did, one lady said, yeah, I just had a stroke like six months ago. And that was the first thing the doctor gave me was a gratitude journal and said, I want you to write in this every day because research is showing that people heal quicker. Um, They have a quicker um, health recovery. So there's even lots of research that is coming out with this and more and more doctors are choosing to add this as part of their treatment plan, which is I have amazing. No idea. It makes sense because the whole field of psychoneuroimmunology would back up what you're suggesting. But I didn't know that gratitude journals were a part of that, but it makes perfect sense. It makes perfect, especially when it's fundamental, not superficial, you know, like it has to be really felt. It's one thing to say, I'm grateful for my face or my whatever, you know, I'm just using some, some, some yeah. examples, some random thing, but like, you have to really feel into that. Because the feeling of gratitude is different than the intellectual framework around it. Does that make sense? For sure. Because like, like the lady, we had a discussion about it, but like with the stroke um, patient, she said, I, I, every day was like, I can now write my name better, or I can write this. And so every day you're focused on your improvement versus your situation and feeling sorry for yourself. Right. Yeah. You're, you're focused on your improvement every day. It's no, I'm just um, laughing because like if you're comparing yourself, it's just never it's never going to work out well. <laughs> it's just not. But I do think there is an honoring in the longing to be more, or the longing to have more vitality, or the longing, um, you know, to want you know better health or whatever it is. Um, there is there is an honoring in that, but that shouldn't supersede our 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 gratefulness and the graciousness of of the present moment and what is. Sure. 
Yeah. Oh my gosh. Belinda, thank you so much for being with us today. I know our listeners have gotten tremendous value. (laughs) And um, where do they find your journal? And we're going to put it in the show notes, but just in case. Um, So they can find everything out about our our podcast is at workfromyourhappyplace.com. We don't have that store set up in that on that website yet, but we will soon, but they can go to my other website, which is stepintosuccess.com mm. and uh, go to the uh, 2021 planner and then the planner and all of its accessories, including the gratitude journal are there. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Belinda. Well, thank you for having me. It's been delightful. Thank you for listening to Vitality Women Leading Audaciously. Please contact me if you're interested in cultivating more vitality at jennifer-helene.com on the contact page. If you know this episode would be of value to your community, please share it on all of your social media channels. Maybe you are a successful working mom who would like to share your story on this podcast. Please visit podcast.jennifer-helene.com backslash podcast-guest to apply. And you might know someone who would be an ideal guest. If so, tag them on social media to let them know about the show and include the hashtag Vitality Women Leading Audaciously. I absolutely love seeing your posts and guest suggestions. We are regularly putting out new episodes and content. To make sure you don't miss any episodes, go ahead and subscribe. Your thumbs up, ratings, and reviews go a long way to help promote the show. I mean a lot to me and my team in getting the word out about how to realign humanity with purpose. Purposeful Ventures is a company that is helping moms succeed in revitalizing their lives, relationships, businesses, and health. Please join a more personal conversation by working directly with me, joining my private Facebook group or one of my programs. This is Jennifer Helene, and thanks for spending your precious time with me.